podcast at service of change where we challenge reality question which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change i'm your host dennis nappy the second with service of change where you can read my book for free i am human and we are not who we think we are just by going to serviceofchange.com click on that big red button that says get my free ebook today's show i want to talk about the new american revolution 2016 the war against citizens and police it is something that is very upsetting to me it's something that i have been tracking and talking about for years for absolute years since i published my first book service and i want to jump right into it today because it's something that's been really really bothering me uh, you know, for a long time, but uh, since Dallas, I've been pretty quiet on social media just because I haven't been able to find, uh, believe it or not, I haven't been able to find the right words uh, to get out there and speak on it yet. Not because uh, I'm siding with one group or the other. Uh, it's just a tough, tough subject for me. Uh, for some of my listeners, you know that I'm a former police officer, but I left the department in 2008 to become a teacher where I taught in the inner city and uh, talk about an eye-opening experience for me, my, my perception changed. Um, not that I had what I would consider a negative perception anyway. I just, through, uh, through my students, most of whom were members of the black community, I gained a different perspective of, of police work and policing and what they're going through. And what I learned was that my students were neglected, not just by, not by police necessarily, just by society because there was no investment in education that's a whole different story uh, but I think that's part of the problem that's one of the things I've wanted to be screaming in social media we keep going back and forth black lives matter police lives matter all lives matter but we're not getting to the core of the problem I think that we're kinda just volleying back and forth over this issue and it's just creating more conflict and spreading more violence but that's I think the design and, and I'm screaming about this because I've been saying this for years now. I published Service in 2013, and the goal of that book was to bridge the divide between citizens and police because I saw this coming. With the things that my students told me about police officers, they told me, I hate cops, I want to kill cops. That's what my students were telling me back then as young middle school kids. That scared me because I saw the lack of respect they had for authority in general. And I knew that soon enough those kids would be grown men and women 
and have weapons placed in their hands or the potential for weapons to be placed in their hands and wouldn't think twice to pull the trigger. And that's what we're seeing now. So that's very concerning to me. So my message in my book for police departments was that tactics needed to be changed, not to get more weapons, not to get better equipment, but to get out in the communities and to bridge that gap because the perception of many people in the community is that cops are bad. I don't think cops are bad. I'm a police supporter as well. I'm a former cop. Some of my closest friends are cops. I'm worried about them every single day. But the community services efforts, in my opinion, need to be improved upon. And I've been saying that for years. I have a couple articles that are up on service of change. You know, right after Ferguson, and this was concerning to me with Ferguson, and I talked about it in the change cast with Joel, and, uh, you know, I wrote about it. But if, if you remember, when the verdict was read in Ferguson, they said, we have a verdict and we're going to wait nine hours before we release it to the world, which I didn't understand. But then when you step back and realize it, because it gave people time to organize and protest and get together over this. It gave people time to prepare to go, to go crazy, basically. All that anticipation. So we know the media is bad. Everybody knows that now. It's no secret. But what are we doing about it? Stop consuming it. You are the consumer. You have the power. If you stop watching the news... Well, then the news is going to change the way they're presenting information to you because you are the consumer. They're advertisers. If they see a dip in their ratings, they're not going to want to give money to these media corporations, the, the six media corporations that exist anymore. Be a smart consumer of the media that you're, that you're consuming instead of just being a passive, uh, you know, receiving the IV drip, your daily dose, by watching the same news station every day that's telling you what to think. Read multiple sources. But... You know, I, I said it back in, this is uh, November 24th, 2014. I talked about the path of de deception, how we're all being deceived uh, through the media. Um, you know, and then I wrote in, uh, where are we at here? No, J June 5th, 2014, I wrote an article called uh, Cop Wars, the Growing Divide Between Citizens and Police. Um, I think that was one of the earlier... Uh, assassinations of, of an officer in, in Vegas and there were, uh, a couple officers were killed up in Canada and what I said was hey this is coming you know and uh, I, I also suggested that all of these um, videos that were popping up of people filming police was more than just that what that was for the right organization you know and I say this based on my experience in Intel they were probing, they were casing, they were seeing what a cop's response would be. They were learning what a police officer would do in these situations as those videos flooded the media. And people were able to plan for that. And now what are we seeing? We're seeing the, uh, you know, I don't want to use the term opposition. The, the, the people who have a problem with policing have adjusted tactics now. to Instead of just showing up at a protest and standing there and going hand-to-hand -hand with a cop, they're now using snipers. They're being deployed because they have studied policing tactics and they know the way, the best way to, to maximize casualties. And they're only going to continue to get better at it. Now, you know, again, I don't think that's the way to bring about change because if you're going to get violent with police, well, police are going to react violently and ultimately they, they're you're outgunned. 
And that's just going to make it harder because I, I, you know, and and I understand what this sheriff was saying. He says, look, now every stop's basically going to be a felony stop because the cop's not going to, not going to play around because everybody's going to, the second there's a bit of resistance, guns are coming out, you're being put to the ground. So in essence, in your attempt to get police officers to stop being brutal, you're now forcing cops to be more aggressive. So the violence only begets violence. There's truth in that statement. Martin Luther King, you know, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And that we need to be thinking along those lines. And again, that's very frustrating for me because you, as a cop, I know a cop's not going to just say, oh, they're violent. Let me back down now. They're not going to do. They still have a job to do. Now, yes, policing needs to change. But you need to think about what is your end goal here. Is your end goal here just to kill every cop? Well, then you're the problem. If your end goal is to improve policing so that it's a public safety organization as you as you see it should be, then your violent approach is not going to do it. Stopping traffic in the middle of the highway is not going to make that difference. Now, Snoop said it right after it happened, and he's done it. We need to have dialogue. Stepping away from the negative stuff for a minute, there have been a lot of positive stories and a lot of positive movements. Let's move past that negative talk. I don't like to be a show promoting the negativity and the fear. We've mentioned it. We know it's out there. Let's move forward there. We need to have that dialogue. Police officers and citizens alike, regardless of color, creed, religious background, gender, sexual orientation, whatever, we all need to be having a discussion because we're all culpable this is our society as a human race as Americans beyond America we all need to be having these discussions because taking it a deeper level I think we're being divided I think we have been divided I think this has been orchestrated and it's just and maybe I'm going off the deep end here which I tend to do from time to time but I was writing on social media the other day you know if you remember you know in, in Libya what happened? They said that there were, uh, you know, the government was firing on its citizens, I think was the initial story we were given. And then it came out that, well, no, there were rebels that were trying to rise up against the government. And then it comes out, well, it might have been Al-Qaeda that was in there, uh, you know, causing the, the, this to look like a problem within the country. When in reality, it was external agitators. Same thing happened in Egypt, to the best of my understanding, is that it was the citizens against the police, and there were some agitators in there and causing all this rising and, and dissent. Syria, same thing. Is that happening in America now? We need to be aware of that. We need to think about that. And the way to circumvent that is to stop sharing the negative crap, to stop being a part of the problem and start being a part of the solution. And we do that non-violently, having discussions building communities. Well, what does that look like? I just read an article. Uh, this one is at USA Today. Uh, a Black Lives Matter group in Wichita, Kansas, originally planned a protest Sunday, but instead had a cookout with police. What a better way to, to share your message. As I said, the reason I wrote my book, I the reason I left police work was because I wanted to stop Young kids from getting arrested and young kids from going out and shooting cops. Well, how was the best way for me to do that? Was to get in a classroom, let my students know, yes, I was a cop. 
let them get to know me and realize, oh, Mr. Nappy's not a bad dude. Now, yeah, some of them hated me cause, just because I was a teacher. It's just the way it goes. But not because I was a former police officer. We need to show each other that we are human beings, that we have families, that we care. And as a cop, I've worked with cops that's hard for do. I've worked with cops that won't shake anybody's hand. And that's and I, I get it, I understand it, because you're always you're thinking tactically, because there are people that just want to hurt you and you don't know who that person is. But we need to step outside of our comfort comfort zone. And we need to be genuine in that. You know, and at, and you want to talk maybe on a tactical level, police officers, what I said all the time, what I said in my book you never know if that person you're dealing with today will be a person who has information for you tomorrow. View everybody as a potential informant. Moreover, you never know if that person you're dealing with today is that person who will be standing in the shadows behind you when you're wrestling with a suspect with a knife or a weapon in their hand. You want them to respect you and trust you. If they're afraid of you or if they hate you, especially today, they may take that moment of opportunity to end your life. So I've been consistently spreading this message since 2013 when I put my book out. And I'm going to continue to say the same things. Policing needs to change. The people in the community who are upset, I get it. You need to change what you're doing as well if you're using violence to spread your message. Now this cookout is a great idea because it lets the police see because it's tough. You can get tunnel vision as a cop and you see everybody as a criminal. It makes you step back and realize this is my community. I have a vested interest in these people here. Let me help. Let me rebuild. And that's the goal every day to help them rebuild. But when you get called to domestic after domestic, drug abuse after drug abuse and overdose and violent after violent after violent, that's all you see. I had so much trouble when I left the police department you know, with my own anxiety because a lot of people, you know, in the world, they may see one to three traumatic incidents in their life. I was seeing them three times a day, so I know how easily and uh, common violence and bad things are. Every cop knows that. So it's hard. It's so hard when your expectation every day, every call is, this is probably going to go bad. But if you have more of these community picnics, it will bring more balance to your life. And I guarantee, I guarantee, I'm going to give a guarantee right here. It's not going to completely eliminate all violence. But if your community can start to see you as a person and not a uniform, like the video that went viral about the officer who showed up to play basketball, he was trying. He did a great job. I, I commend that officer for what he did. That's equally as heroic as the cop that runs into a burning building. Because he's bridging the divide. Now those kids will see that cop. Even if those kids end up getting into trouble one day. Number one, if that cop shows up, oh, I know him. Hold on, let me take, let me call his mom. I, As a teacher, I've done that. The kids that get in trouble, I see him in the press. Yo, I got this. I walk in, I take the kid out, I talk to him. Never have a problem again because I have that trust. I have that rapport. That kid doesn't want to let me down. I don't want to let him down once I have that trust. That goes both ways, and that's where we need to be going. So what I'm going to say, you want a revolution? You have it. The world is watching. We can fall apart like Libya, like Syria, like Egypt, like all these countries in the world are being systematically dismantled. And again, I believe that's intentional and that's planned. If you feed into the violence, you are falling into line with that plan.
if you step back, if you bridge the divide, and you build a community like they're doing in Kansas, and that's not the only video I've seen, then you're making a difference. You're not doing what the establishment or whoever's behind this grand conspiracy wants. You are making a way of peace, and that is possible. So we're all going to have to take a step back. We're all upset. We're all emotional because we've all felt the pain of this. But in order to move forward, we need to forgive. We don't have to forget. We have to forgive, and we have to move forward together and realize that we are all in this together, and we are all being divided against one another, regardless of who we are and what our racial makeup is. So uh, please stop watching the news every day and being fed information. Be a smart consumer. Pick and choose your own stories. Read both sides. Read all sides. And share the positive stuff. Share the stories like this in Kansas. People having a cookout together. Stop sharing all the hateful garbage that's out there. Because you never know. Some of these people may have their own agendas that doesn't involve your best interests. So uh, I'm working on some kind of promo here with my book service um, where I'd like to uh, you know, have some kind of fundraiser for uh, community policing efforts. I don't have it set up yet, but I, I am, that is in the works. So stay tuned. Sign up for the secret newsletter for uh, you know the official updates and follow me on Facebook. It'll be listed on there as well once this is put together and comes out to help build community because I think that's our goal here. Um, you know, and, and we can do this. Uh, we really can make a change. We have that power. So please, uh, if this resonates with you, this podcast, please share it. It's it's so important that we do. I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, my international listeners this week. Uh, I see I have some uh, some listeners in Sweden, in Canada, in Brazil, Colombia, United Kingdom, Jamaica, Ireland. Uh, those are the only countries I can see. I see there's others on my list, but it's not showing me who they are. So to all of you out there, uh, my international friends, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate it, and, and please don't believe all the hype you see in the media. I saw yesterday Americans were described as rednecks with guns who like to kill each other. Uh, that upsets me. I know that's the perception that's put out there. You know, that's not who we are. Uh, that's not, you know, we, we also want to live in peace. I think we have we have a lot to learn. There's a lot of arrogance, but we are, we can grow. Uh, you know, much like the rest of the world is presented to us, I know that's not always the truth. So, uh, you know, again, let, let's let's keep building that international community as well because we all matter. Uh, that's all the time I have. Thank you so much for, for listening and for watching on YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, you know, and iTunes. And find us on Facebook. Find us uh, at serviceofchange.com where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you.
welcome to Truth Seekers.